Happy Cinco de Mayo. It is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Welcome to the latest Walkway to Fight Club. I am your party host, Steven Mulehausen, combat sports reporter for the Zone. It is Cinco de Mayo. I planned on having this out already. I greatly apologize. That second shot of COVID-19, guys. Whoo! That kicked my butt yesterday. That really, sincerely kicked my Rudy Tootie booty. Oh, my God. I was feeling it. I didn't really think I would. It kicked my butt. But I woke up this morning full of sweat and feeling 110%. So, good news on that front. But make sure you guys do. If you get vaccinated, that's up to you. I don't judge nobody. Do good, bad, or indifferent. It's cool. You know? Wear a mask. Cool. Whatever you guys want to do. Not, and this isn't a political podcast, but it is Cinco de Mayo. It's a proud day for me because I am Mexican, and this Cinco de Mayo does mean a lot to me. It means a lot to my family. So I'm going to celebrate today. I'm going to celebrate hard by working. <laughs> and celebrate later today with blood and guts. AEW Dynamite. Blood and guts is finally here. The inner circle, the pinnacle, the pinnacle, led by the great Maxwell Jacob Friedman, along with Wardlow, FTR, and Sean Spears, will be taking on the inner circle, led by Le Champion, the Demo God, Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, Jake Hager, and the guest on our podcast today, Sammy G. Sammy Guevara. I'm ex- I got goosebumps already thinking about blood and guts, and this is only 9.38 in the morning central time. 10.38 Eastern. 7.38 a.m. Pacific. Got a long way to go for the day, but we'll be talking to Sammy Guevara. will be the latest guest on the podcast. But thank you for everyone listening to the Jeff Jarrett episode. If you have not listened yet, it's in the archives. We talked a lot. We talked about his new podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett, with Conrad Thompson. So we talk about that. Favorite guitar shots, which I well, I got a kick out of. Why well, he finally decided to do the podcast. And I thought a very interesting reason on why he is not tired of talking about what happened, surround the events surrounding 1999 No Mercy. I would be tired of talking about it. But he is not, and he Jeff explains why. But... A lot of great content, guys, coming. I got a special surprise for you for tomorrow. And I'm not going to, I don't want to know if I'm going to, I may not say it. I don't know yet. I'm pretty excited about this one. This one uh, is a long time coming. But we'll, you know what, we'll talk about it. We'll tease it. Listen to the end of the podcast and we will tell you guys, I'll tell you guys who it is going to be. It is awesome. It is very awesome. And I'm so excited to bring that for you guys. But. Blood and Guts is tonight. I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a hell of a match. They're building this around this one match. I think this is going to do a monster rating. Monster rating. I think... I'm going 1.4 million viewers. Between 1.4 and 1.6. 
Let's have this weird, like, feeling we're going to see something. We're going to see a lot of cool stuff tonight. But I think this is going to be the biggest rating in the history of for AEW. So I'm excited. It's a big night for AEW. All Elite Wrestling. It's going to be a pretty cool evening. Um, there will be a podcast after Blood and Guts. Um, I don't know if Daryl's going to join me. I just reached out. I kind of was just thinking about it. Like, oh, we should probably do one about this. This is a big show, so. Well, that will there'll be some type of podcast up this evening for you guys. So it'll be up right after Dynamite. So make sure you guys tune in to that. But don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. It's so important, guys, you do this. It helps move up in the rankings, and it helps me keep this podcast going for free. The content we're getting, other people are charging you for. Think about that. I'm not. I guess that's... I don't want to do that to you guys. Got to keep, got to keep the lights on, though, guys. So make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe. Keep moving up in the rankings. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Right now, here is the member of the inner circle, the Spanish god, Sammy G, Sammy Guevara. Happy Monday, Stephen Mulehausen from DAZN. A big week in the world of MMA, boxing, and also especially in the world of professional wrestling. Blood and guts finally happening this Wednesday night, Cinco de Mayo, live and only on TNT, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. He is part of the inner circle. He'll be teaming with Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, and Jake Hager against the pinnacle. The one and only Sammy G, Sammy Guevara, and Sammy, you seem excited, blood and guts time. It's getting there, my friend. That's right. It's another first for me. I've done a lot of firsts in AEW, first match, first match on Dynamite, uh, first Stadium Stampede, and now this is the first ever blood and guts match, and uh, I'm making history, man, and it's going to be a crazy, crazy match. You are making history, and by the way, I've done a lot of interviews in 10 years in the game. That that ranks in my top, easily top three setups behind you there. That's <laughs> yeah, we got uh, me and Chris here, the sex gods, one or two pops behind me, you know. I think who's the real sex god between you and Jericho? You know, he's the rock star. Mm, that's true. Sammy he is the here. rock star. I'm a, I'm, I don't think either one of us are really. I mean, he's married. I, I have a girlfriend of eight years, so... Uh, Maybe we're just uh, less sex gods to our significant others, you know? <laughs> there you go. And, you know, I get, I watch Dynamite, my wife will watch sometimes. And when you come out, she's very jealous of the hair and asks me <laughs> why I don't get my hair like that. So, I have yeah, to man, you can't, you can't spike your hair a little bit. It's all in the gel, you know? Sammy, I tried that when I was younger and it just didn't work out very well for me. So I went this route. Hey, uh, you're you're saving money on haircuts, saving money on uh, hair products. So uh, you might be the smart one here. Now, my son, he's four and he'll watch too sometimes. He'll go, Daddy, my hair's like that too. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, we got to that. He's an AEW fan and he's becoming a Sammy G fan. And what is with what do you put in that hair, Sammy? Like, <laughs> cucumber juice, lemon juice. What goes in something like that? Man, uh, yeah, a bunch of uh, gel or hairspray, whatever I have that's uh, that will hold. 
But man, it takes a while. Some people are like, uh, well, did this guy just wake up like this? Some people are not fans of the hair. Uh, especially when AEW first started, it was like a weekly thing. People were like, what is wrong with this guy's hair? It's slicked forward, but then it's spiked up in the front. I got them talking regardless. So whatever it is, um, it's working for me, I guess. You know, I said this to Jeff Jarrett the other day, because it's something you just said there. If they're not talking about you, that's not good. But when they're talking about you, you're doing something right. 100%. Uh, and then I, I would always stick out my tongue, too, uh, in a lot of early episodes. I still do it. Um, and they were just talking like crazy. I remember uh, Tony Khan came up to uh, me and Ortiz after one of the episodes and was like, hey, uh, maybe a little less tongue. Because him and I were just sticking out our tongues like crazy. But, uh, hey, they, everybody on Twitter was uh, getting all pissed off about it. But they were talking, just like you said. Um, they're talking about us, so it worked. You know, you look at, you said something right at the beginning, and it's pretty apropos. You look at, you were the first match at the first double or nothing you with Kip Sabian. Then it was the first Dynamite, you and Cody. Spring stamp, you know, the stadium stampede, which was awesome. And now the first Blood and Guts. Do you ever just take that moment, Sammy, and just kind of pinch yourself and wonder, how in the hell did I get here? Occasionally it'll happen. Uh, not too often because I'm always trying to work on what's next, what's next. So even this Blood and Guts, uh, it's a history-making match, and uh, it's a big moment in my career for sure, main event of Dynamite. Um, but I'm still thinking, like, what's next? You know, we got to keep pushing it. We got to keep growing and going. Um, I'm trying never to get stagnant or uh, content of where I'm at. I'm always trying to push to what's the next big challenge. Um, but occasionally, every now and then, I'll, I'll take it in, especially when I got the action figure. Um, you know, there was there was a little little moment right there where I was just like, man, I used to go to the store and buy these things, and now I am one of these things. It's a, it was definitely a trip. How many how many do you have? I, if I'm if that's me, <laughs> if I'm like, hey, I got an action figure. I'm buying wherever store I'm at. I'm buying them all. Um, so I own about six of them right now. Oh, there's there's like three hung up, one in the living room. Gave one to the girlfriend, and that's just like the one household. You know, gave some to my my mom, my dad, my brothers. Pretty much anyone. I'm like, hey, uh, happy birthday, happy Merry <laughs> Christmas. You know, this is gonna be your gift for a while. Now. Out of your mom and dad, because, you know, I talk to plenty of fighters and wrestlers, and they always say it's the mom that's always scared and doesn't watch them <laughs> do what they do. Is it the same way in your house? And is it your mom or is it your dad or both? So uh, my parents are divorced. So I grew up with my mom and okay. she's been super supportive the entire ride. Um, she basically told me, you know, from a very young age, she's like, go after whatever you want in life um, because, in life, you can fail at something you don't like doing. So you might as well at least try something you do like doing. And if you fail, at least you can say you tried. So she taught me that from a very young age. Very supportive. Mama Panda. <laughs> always boy moms. Absolutely 100%. And, mm -hmm. you know, you look at, and I don't know, did you watch the, I know you're a UFC fan. Did you oh, watch yeah. the UFC this past weekend? Bro, oh, I was there. No, oh, this wait, past weekend. Past, oh, this past weekend. I did. I did. The, the spinning elbow. My God. I messaged Jericho. He didn't respond. So I think Chris is mad at me. But I <laughs> DM'd him and I'm like, you got to see this. I'm like, they had a gif of it. And I'm like, and I was covering the event. And I'm like, that was awesome. The Judas it effect. Crazy. Taking the way to the octagon. 
I felt so bad for uh, for Reyes because uh, you know he's been on what is that his third loss in third a row loss, now. Yeah. Man, he he goes from fighting John Jones, nearly beating John Jones, to then you know I mean he's losing to very good guys, but man, and he's from Houston too, so I was rooting for him. Now, did you watch? Are you a fan of boxing? Um, somewhat. So I watch ma- mainly the. Uh, the super big shows that's like super hyped about i'll watch are you a fan of canelo oh yeah how can you not be <laughs> there are people seeing me actually out there in this world that are not fans of canelo alvarez which kind of of course bunch of haters there's people that don't like me i mean how can you not like me i'm entertaining in the ring on the mic anything i do you know best ever you know you look at your promo work and and from the time you started in AEW to right now, you know, and especially what we've seen the last few weeks, it feels like you're finally getting into that groove in the terms of your promos. And I listened to an interview with Jericho last weekend and he said the same thing. He's like, you know, I was just telling him don't breathe so heavy, slow down. <laughs> I was like the breathing. I didn't know what he was talking about. So I found an old promo and I'm like, I never would have thought that. I never really caught that. And Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. To defend myself a little bit with these heavy breathing promos, <laughs> I'm cutting promos after my matches. So after my matches, I'm blown up, man. I'm tired. And so I'm having to talk and yell and whatever, whatever. Um, so that's why my heavy breathing is happening. But uh, I know a lot of people say this. They're saying that I'm coming into to my own right now. I'll take it as a compliment um and sort of there's a part of me too that takes it almost as a little jab too because I feel like I'm just this diamond that's been here this whole time since day one since long long before um you know I don't get the opportunity as much as others to talk on the mic so I feel like no one even knows what Sammy Guevara like no one's even touched the surface of what Sammy Guevara can do on the mic in the ring even as a bad guy like people say like oh it's so nice Sammy's a, a good guy I never really was a bad guy. Like you guys have no idea, like what what you have with me, and uh, I, I look forward in the future to showing people exactly what I've known I am for many many years. You know, you because you carry your, you know, and I've said this to people, you you carry yourself so well, Eddie. You, you know, but people also don't realize you've been in the game a while. This isn't like years, man. Just, this isn't where you just sprung up on everybody since AEW started. You've been at this almost 10 years now. And just how do you how do you feel your evolution has been from when you first got started the right now? It's been a very slow build. Um, you know, it's I feel like it's always like I'm fighting new bosses in a video game. Like it's new levels, new challenges. I get this opportunity. Okay, we, we conquered that. Now it's this new opportunity. But nothing, nothing too major. Um, of course, here in AEW, I've gotten many big opportunities. Um, but just to get here has been like a very slow build. Um, I remember I wrestled Cody back in 2016. That was our first time we ever wrestled uh, on an independent here in Texas. And uh, I felt like that was a big opportunity for me. Even if no one else knew we were wrestling other than me and Cody and the people that were in attendance that day in that building, I was like, you know, I got to make the most of these little opportunities and then make them into big opportunities later. 
you know, how, you know, you look at, like you said, you know, and just how you've evolved and, you know, a lot of people associate like, you know, cause Chris talks about you a lot. Like he sees it in you that maybe some people just don't see yet. Mm-hmm. Where do you, do you feel like you have it yet? Or do you feel like you still have some room to grow? Oh, I always have room to grow, especially with Chris by my side, man. Chris has uh, been nothing but the best. Uh, and he's helped me tremendously since I've come into AEW and uh, putting me in the position that I'm in. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I think everybody has room to grow. Anyone who says like, oh, I'm the man right now, they're lying or they're just, uh, they're full of themselves. I, th- I definitely think I'm it. You know, I definitely think I, I am the if factor. I, you know, if you want ratings, you want whatever, I can give it to you all. Um, and it'll all come in time. I, I feel like a lot of us young people uh as performers or whatever you do it's like just that waiting game is the hard part but you got to be patient because it's going to be worth it uh even more so in the end so uh it'll all come in time and uh, i look forward like i just said i look forward to showing everybody man is it where someone like chris does come in just considering not just how long he's been in the business but Duke at 30 years still on top of his game still one of the biggest names in the business and where do you feel like your career would be if you weren't aligned right now with Chris Jericho? Just on you a know, personal and professional level. Yeah, no, we definitely, I talk about that a lot. Or not, not a lot. I talked about that with some other guys backstage. It's like, I always imagine, like, what would I be doing right now? I don't know personally um, where I'd be, but I'd be, I know I'd be working my ass off to make sure I'm in a good position. Because um, that's something with me that's like, you know, I, I'm never one who's just happy to be there. Um, and I'm not trying to just collect the check because I can go collect a check somewhere else. I'm trying to go and grow the brand. I'm trying to actually uh, prove that I belong. And so at Fight for the Fallen back in 2019, after the, my match with Kip Sabian, I remember I was pissed off uh, at that match because I remember Kip had a match with Hangman Page, a one-on-one match. And uh, I was very happy for Kip. I like Kip. Uh, him and I have a uh, show together, the Kip and Sammy show. I love it. Um, but I remember I was like, that's a good opportunity for him. And then the, I got thrown in a six man tag. And I remember just being the odd man out in that match. Like uh, the story was Sean Spears and MJF, which is funny now because that they're in a team. Um, but I remember I was just this odd man out. So I, I went into that match so pissed off. And if you watch it, like I made sure I did my absolute best to stand out. I did everything I could. And by the end of it, people were talking about Sammy Guevara in a positive light instead of saying, like, who is this random guy? Um, So I think that would have been my mentality if Chris didn't put me in the inner circle. I would have just been every single time. And I still do it every single opportunity, uh, just trying to prove that, you know, I I belong here and I belong in a top spot. You know, you talked about MJF and, you know, you'll be in the, you'll be in the cage with the double cage. Oh, Boo is right. You know, Max doesn't have a lot of fans and, but Max actually doled out a compliment towards you. And I don't know if you've seen this and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. And I thought this was interesting. You talked about the pillars of AEW and what the future is. And he put himself, of course, he's going to, that's Max. Of course. But he's also said you Darby and Jungle Boy. What do you make, not just of MJF, but like when you hear it, because I imagine you hear it often. What do you make when people make those, make comparisons, make statements like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, 
I, I, I definitely have to agree with him as much as I don't like the guy. Uh, Darby, me, Jungle Boy, him. Um, yeah, I think we're the four four pillars of this place. We're the four young guys. And um, I think the company is going to be built around us um, as long as, you know, we see, seize the opportunity. Um, right now, I know there's a lot of older guys and whatnot, but I feel like as time goes on and we build our names up, you know, we're going to take those spots um, because we're all we're all like minded as different as we all are. We're all trying to grow and uh, become the best, man. Have you prepared yourself for this match on Wednesday? This is going to be pretty brutal, Sammy. I'm, I'm worried about all 10 of you guys. You know, man, I have a big respect thing. for all you guys. And I've talked to all of you. I, I'm a little scared for you coming up on Wednesday. <laughs> I, I I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't wrestled in a long time. It's been 105 days. What's up with that, by the way? Brother, brother. You and me on the the same page. Um, Dude, look, there's two parts of me. There's parts of me that wants to go do crazy stuff. Then there's another part of me that's like, hey, man, just enjoy this time off because you're not going to get it forever, especially if we go back on the road weekly. Yeah. It's not going to be like this. So. I try to look at it from that perspective so I don't go insane. Um, but no, man, I've, I've definitely been training, taking bumps, getting ready. Uh, I don't know exactly how I can prepare myself 100% for this match. I don't have a double cage or a double ring in my disposal. So, yeah, I know. I know. I got that AEW money, but I don't have tell, a double ring. You got to tell Uncle Tony to. Uncle Tony, man. Give you got to tell Uncle Tony to pony it up for you. Pony it up, brother. Um, but no, I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, I feel like, you know, when you see something with a cage, especially the height of uh, our cages, and you see Sammy Guevara in it, you know, something crazy is going to happen. Just be careful. I mean, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, I have to answer this because, you know, the Hispanic heritage, and I, I, I don't know how it is right now. I kind of feel like I know, but I want to ask you. Yeah. What do you feel is bigger right now in the Hispanic culture? Is it, is it boxing? Is it pro wrestling or is it soccer? Man, uh, it's gotta be, uh, I mean, I want to say soccer, but boxing's up there too. Yeah. I think, I think maybe, maybe soccer, boxing, then wrestling. Why do you think wrestling is behind boxing? Well, I just think, um, I mean, soccer has been around much longer, I believe. Um, and I think it's like uh, like in schools, they do soccer for sports and stuff like that. So it's just a more accessible uh, sport than it is for professional wrestling. Um, but, man, I think we're turning the tide, man. Uh, I think little by little especially when you got guys like me and, uh, you know, Santana Ortiz building ourselves up and uh, making a good name for the Hispanic uh, culture. I think, I think you'll see the tide turning more and more. I got two more questions, Sammy. Thank you for the Let's time. Let's do it, man. Whatever. Please. Give them all. Give them me the questions. <laughs> Let's ask the tough questions, dude. Let's do it. I got a tough one for you. How does Canelo Alvarez? And this is a new tough question. How does Can- I'll take them, dude. I'll take them. Actually, I'll hold that for the next one. Then we'll talk about Canelo really quickly. Does he beat Billy Joe Saunders on Saturday night from Cowboy Stadium? Oh, 100 percent. How does he? Hundred percent. TKO. 
We're doing the predictions piece, Sammy, so I'm going to put this in there. <laughs> All right, there we go. What do you think? Usually I don't have the talent ask me these questions. I think Canelo – I think Canelo by decision. Billy Joe Saunders is going to be his toughest fight. Oh, okay. It's going to be tougher than Golovkin just because he's he's got more tricks up his sleeve than Golovkin does. I, mm-hmm. I really do. He's He fights up to the competition to where he's facing the best. So we're going to see. I think we're going to see the best of him. He's going to give Canelo trouble for, I would say, the first seven or eight rounds. And then I think Canelo turns it on in the latter half of the fight and right. gets a decision. But I okay. wouldn't be surprised by a TKO either just with – they're talking 70,000 people at Cowboy Stadium, Sammy. That's, That's nuts. Amazing. Do you miss the fans just because uh, you guys have fans percent. each week, but it isn't it isn't the full <laughs> capacity of crowds. How much do you guys how much does that help you out as a performer having that roar of the crowd? Oh, dude, it, it helps me a hundred percent. Like it's been so long now without fans. I'm kind of getting used to it, but it it definitely um I definitely miss it, man, uh, especially when they're either booing you, they're cheering you, they're chanting your name, uh, they're telling you to go F yourself, whatever it is. It's like it gives you this energy, some kind of adrenaline rush, especially when, like, you're taking some very hard bumps, as I do. I take all the bumps, and um, it's like uh, it's kind of just fuels you to get through it. It's like this this hurts. I'm in pain, but, man, you hear these people, it gives you goosebumps, and it almost takes away the pain. So I cannot wait till we're back on the road. I'm going to ask you a tough question. We've been, we've been, we've been taking it a little bit easy. No, I'm Let's just kidding. It, but, um, you know, the, I know you've, I think you've talked about this a little bit, but you really haven't said much on the record about it, uh, about the impact situation, you know, and kind of felt oh, like you're. Oh, snap. Kind Here of we felt, go. <laughs> uh-huh, snap. As a journalist, do I, do, I do have to ask, just because, you know, to me it felt like, just talking to people in impact that felt everyone blew this really out of proportion and blew it, made it a bigger deal than it really needed to be. What exactly happened in the situation with you and impact? Um, I have to agree as well. I think it got blown way out of proportion. Um, basically, man, it's just uh, some stuff was presented to me. I didn't feel like it worked uh, for me and what Sammy Guevara is. And so, uh, you know, I declined that. And so then they declined to, uh, you know, to, to want to use me or whatnot. So uh, it's totally fine. It was amicable almost of just us agreeing like, okay, this, this business, you know, Hey, this is what y'all want to do. I don't want to do that. All right. Well, we'll, maybe we'll work something out in the future. And then all of a sudden it wound up on the dirt sheets and it's like blown up and man, I wish it could have stayed close net. I've said this before, you know, I felt like it wasn't necessary for any of this to become public knowledge because it was done behind doors. So why are we opening the doors for everyone to see? Um, But Hey man, it is what it is. You can't change. We can't change. And uh, I wish impact nothing but the best. I've said that many times and uh, Hey, they got Kenny as the champ right now. It seems like they're doing good. They just had a good pay-per-view. It seems like they did. There we go. Did you get a? Do you feel like you got a bad rap for that? Oh, 100 percent, man. But that's the thing. Um, that's the thing about anything. You know, you can't worry about what you can't change, man. Yeah. So people want to pin me out to be whatever this uh, this kid who's not easy to work with or drama, whatever. Like, and I'm an easy target. You know, I make content every single week. I'm always 
trying to get my name out there. And so all these dirt sheets, all these other things, they're, they're always going to have me in the, in the news because I'm going to be around for a long time. So I, I've accepted that this is just going to be the norm. You know, people are going to try to spin things and whatever. I can't worry about that. I know who Sammy Guevara is. The people who work with me know who I am. Um, and that's all I can worry about. Does negative press bother you at all? So it did. It definitely did uh, at first because it's like, man, like you're reading these headlines and you're like, you know, that's not true. And then you got all these people online talking about stuff they have no idea about. They don't know the situation, but they act as if they do. And, uh, you know, your name is almost getting tarnished, it seems like. But again, you can't worry about that. These strangers online saying that Sammy sucks or Sammy's this. Who cares? I don't care. Like, like at first I did definitely, but it's like, man, my girlfriend loves me. My mom loves me. Uh, my cats love me. So I'm worried about the, you know, my people and uh, my team. So it's like, why am I going to worry about what a stranger thinks of me? I always look at it this way. As long as, and I look at this also as a male, as long as I've been married for almost seven years, I look at it as as long as my wife loves me, my kids love me, and always mom. As a yeah. man, as long as you have your mom, I can. I told my wife, there always can be another woman, but there, I only have one mom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and how many yeah, cats? That's... How many cats, by the way? So I have two that live with me. Um, I had one a long time ago. Um, but then she ended up moving in with uh, my girlfriend's parents or my girlfriend's sister because I was going to Japan and some other places. So I was always just gone. And now that my schedule's really uh, been more relaxed than it was on the independence, because on the independence, man, I was I was gone for five weeks at a time. I was gone four days a week. Um, and so that's why I when I say like, hey, you know, I haven't wrestled 105 days, but it's OK, because uh, I definitely <laughs> don't miss wrestling four days a week or whatever um but yeah only two live with me look how long that was of an answer instead of just saying two just two i'm like let me just stretch it out to a two minute combo you know what i had a cat i was younger i was like i was like three four years old but i always remember this because i always remember i would see pictures of this cat and i always asked my mom like hey what happened to this cat she's like you made it run away and i'm like well what happened <laughs> apparently I, when I was younger, I was a big fan of opening and closing the patio door and the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was that kid. So the one time I, whoop, whoop, the cat went and Bam. the cat never came back. Damn. Um, I had, old. as a kid, uh, just talking about stories like that, I would uh, throw uh, this cat off of my balcony. <laughs> and <Wait. laughs> Now, hold on. Baby G, wait a minute here. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. So, because it, it ends good for the cat and okay. bad for me because I deserve it. Little, little asshole five-year-old. I thought it was funny because I, I was like, man, the cat always lands on his feet. This is amazing. So I'd walk up the stairs with the cat. I'd throw him. He'd land on his feet. We would do it. Like, I don't know if the cat liked it or whatnot, but the cat would always just come to me. So um, then I did it again. And the cat just clawed me so bad on the way down. Oh, and that's when I learned my lesson. Hey, cats don't like this. It's a little five-year-old Sammy there, little asshole kid. Hint, ladies and gentlemen, 
do not take your cat and throw it down the balcony because it will end up scratching you. Ask yeah, that's right. Why. And now I would never do that to my cats because they know. <laughs> Are you a dog guy? I'm an animal person, really, animal in person. general. Got to get some dogs then. Man, I would love a dog, but I think I just travel too much. Like, okay. I feel like you, you need to really be around the dog because they cats are pretty independent dogs. It's like, yeah, they get depressed. No, you are definitely not wrong with that. And we'll, and we'll end with this. What can fans expect out of the big, the big blood and guts match this coming Wednesday night, the pinnacle against the inner circle. Uh, I say expect the unexpected man, uh, which is a very non answered answer. But when you got Sammy Guevara in the match, uh, you know anything's possible. And, you know, every time I go out there, I go to kill it. Uh, I'm not like one of these guys who phone it in and try to have an easy night. Uh, every opportunity I get to go out there, I make it one of the best. So expect one of the best things you've ever seen. Are you going to come out in the motorcycle? Because I thought that I thought <laughs> you guys were coming out in motorcycles on Wednesday. And then I was vastly disappointed. You guys all walked out and I'm like, Come on, that would have been pretty cool. Just come out like the big biker gang like you guys have been doing for the last few years. So his thing, uh, I thought I was going to, too. Uh, I remember Ortiz before, and he said, hey, you're going to surf the motorcycle out. I was like, cool, sounds good. I I was like, so someone's going to be riding it, and I'll be on the side or something? He's like, no, no, you're going to just do it. I'm like, all right, he's messing with me. I got really excited. I was like, dude, that's going to be badass, surfing it. But it didn't get to happen. I think you got to talk to Uncle Tony. You know, I'll send, I'll send Tony, a text to Uncle man. Tony and tell him, listen, this is what we got to do for Wednesday. This is what we hey, got to do. We got Inner Circle's got to come out in motorcycle. <laughs> we got something special planned uh, for our entrance, so definitely stay tuned for that. Oh, you can't reveal it to the zone, Sammy? I cannot reveal it, or we'll get Mr. CJ very mad at me. CJ. Oh, I can Chris, talk to him, here I can talk to him too, Sammy. We can, I think right. CJ would he, be okay. If he tells you, then that's, you know, he's, he's the leader. So <laughs> he definitely is. And coming up this Wednesday on TNT, 8 Eastern, 7 Central in 5 Pacific, it is AEW, Dynamite, Blood and Guts, the Double Cage, the Inner Circle, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz in the powerhouse, Jake Hager against the Pinnacle, MJF. The Pinnacle team, you don't even need to say the rest of the name. No, why not? It's the inner circle facing a bunch of jabrones. All right. Warlow, he's going to be a future star. FTR, they're, they're, you know, great tag team. I don't like them personally. Sean Spears, he's a guy who's been around a long time, never got his due. He thinks this is going to be it for him, but it's not because he's going against us. And MJF, he's a clown that everybody likes, but trust me, he's not as good as everyone says he is. So they're all going to get their asses beat. Why don't you ask me my prediction for that match? Why don't you ask me that? All right, well, and I did ask you about the Canelo Alvarez-Billy Joe Saunders fight. We will ask, what is your prediction, Sammy Guevara, for the Blood and Guts match this Wednesday, AEW Dynamite on TNT? KO, all of them getting KO'd. By me. I'll take them all on. I don't know if you watched on Wednesday, but I said I'll beat them all up at once. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the guys, I got an MMA fighter, Jake Hager there. So he can jump in if he wants. If he doesn't, I'm going to beat everybody's ass myself. You know, you put your team in a predicament calling out. A, you want the two-on-one situation. 
it's not a predicament. We're a bunch of badasses. And yet, if you watch, not one of my teammates complained. Not one of them were like, what are you doing, Sam? Because we don't care. We just want to fight these guys. So they want to get caught up on a coin toss. Like, okay, guys, get caught up in a coin toss. At the end of the day, you're going to be locked in a cage with us. So it doesn't matter who has the advantage. Eventually, it's going to be five versus five. Are you? I can envision right now you're going to go to the top. I just envision it in my mind. And you're going to do a 450 onto somebody. First top. If I'm going up there, and it's not going to be a 450. It's got to be like a 630 or a Phoenix 630. Ooh. Yeah, I like or the a Phoenix double. 630 much better than just the 630. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only done that like twice in my career. Maybe maybe we should see number three on Wednesday night. Maybe the trifecta. But the only way you'll really know for sure is if you tune in Wednesday on TNT, Dynamite, baby, blood and guts, to watch this beautiful young man, Sammy Guevara, and his cohorts, uh, the inner circle, versus, again, the Jabron squad. You still go by the Spanish, Scott? I haven't heard that in such a long time. It's because I haven't wrestled in forever. Uh, <laughs> well, they should still, when you come out, you know, JR doesn't say it, Shivani doesn't say it, Excalibur doesn't say it, doesn't say, oh, Sammy Guevara. It's like, wait a minute. They say Lady Champion, the Demo God. That's true. Give you some love too, Sammy. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, what am I? I'm a good guy now. So Spanish God too bad guy ish. I'd have no clue. But well, I guess we'll find out on Wednesday if they call me a Spanish God or not. I didn't know you were a bad guy. I thought you were a good guy. That, I didn't think you I've were a good guy. Been a good guy. Always. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People think I've been a bad guy before, and I'm like, y'all haven't seen nothing. Like nothing. Well, Sammy, this is the first time we've chatted, and this has definitely been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. It really means a lot. AEW Dynamite coming up, Blood and Guts on Wednesday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. The Pinnacle meets Sammy Guevara in the inner circle. Sammy, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Be safe, and the best of luck on Wednesday night. Thank you, my brother. Look forward to doing this again. Oh, absolutely, Sammy. Thank you so much. All right. Big thank you to Sammy Guevara. Don't forget, AEW Dynamite is tonight, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, only on TNT. The Inner Circle with Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager taking on the Pinnacle, MJF, FTR, Wardlow, and Sean Spears. Tully Blanchard will be on the outside. This is going to be fun tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Big thank you to Sammy Guevara. First time we've ever talked, and our expectation was 15, 20 minutes, and the conversation just kept flowing, and PR is like, you can keep going. So I'm like, all right, cool. Me and Sammy had a good – when you're talking cats and dogs, man, you know the interview's going pretty well. So – I'm, ju- I'm just saying, but no, big thank you to Sammy G. First time we've chatted, hell of an interview. One of my favorites that I've done this year already, and I've talked to a lot of people, and that was that, that was definitely a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can listen, rate, review, download, and subscribe. It's on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, you name it. It's there. Listen, rate, and review. Subscribe. Most and also, you have to listen. That's also very important. 
programming note for next week. Another big week next week. The Iceman, Chuck Liddell, the UFC Hall of Famer. We, I pushed that back a week. It's a big week at MMA next week. So I want to give that the proper love and I want to give that the proper attention. Chuck Liddell joins the podcast. We'll talk about the new podcast he has called Icebreakers with comedian Adam Ray. Always good to talk to the Iceman. We talk about the podcast. Favorite opponent, whether it was Randy Couture or Tito Ortiz. We talk Dana White and John Jones and a whole lot more. Also, talk to the Bronx. Charles Oliveira had that conversation. I don't know how I had that conversation last night, but talk to Charles. He headlines next weekend's UFC 262 against Michael Chandler for the vacant. We will have a new undisputed lightweight champion. The vacant belt is on the line as Charles Oliveira takes on Michael Chandler. And Michael Chandler will also be joining the podcast next week. And also, El Kikui. Tony Ferguson is in the house. Big fight for Tony Ferguson coming up. UFC 262 against Benito Dariush. Big fight coming up for El Kakui. Needs a big win here. Two losses in a row. Tony definitely needs a big win to get back on track. And also, WWE Hall of Famers. One of my favorite tag teams growing up as a kid. Luke and Butch. The Bushwhackers. Oh, I'm, they got a new book coming out. I'm excited. Oh, goosebumps thinking about it. I used to love the battering ram. Jameson, the sardines. Let's go. One time. So I'm excited to talk to Luke and Butch. First time I've ever talked to them. So another check, another checklist moment coming up for the walkway to Fight Club. And So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Also for this week, coming up on Friday. It will be, and also, wait, hold on. Also next week, I can't believe I forgot this. The former two-time WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Drew comes back. Drew's a glutton for punishment here. As Drew McIntyre rejoins the podcast, we had a great chat yesterday. We talked about his new book. Make sure you guys get it. A Chosen Destiny, My Story, Drew McIntyre. So Drew talks about the book, the darkest moment of the book. And we'll talk about that. Why he was shocked he got chosen to do a book. We talk about Tyson Fury and that feud. And I thought when we talk about the criticism surrounding Braun Strowman being in the triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash, and also his interest in facing... Is, Ro is facing Roman Reigns the biggest match right now in WWE and where he would like to see that match take place. But also this week, for Friday, the Cowboy. Donald Cerrone joins the podcast for the first time. It's good to reconnect with Donald. It's been a while. We'll talk to Donald Cerrone, co-main event this Saturday night, UFC fight night. I can't believe the UFC is going to go head-to-head. -head with Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. That's going to be a tall task, but it is what it is. We'll also have a preview of Canelo and BJS, Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders, AT&T Stadium this Saturday night out in Arlington, Texas. 
70,000 plus the biggest crowd since the pandemic overtook the world. Looking forward to that. And you can catch that exclusively on the zone, except for Mexico, excluding Mexico, which it'll be seen on TV Azteca. But the zone, we're going large, baby. And I, you know, and I get criticized for it, but you know what, though? I'm excited. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a big show, a big fight for Canelo Alvarez. So we'll see a win for Canelo. The winner becomes a three-belt super middleweight champion. The winner will likely go on. Well, if Billy Joe Saunders wins, there'll be a rematch. If Canelo Alvarez wins, he heads to a likely September showdown against Caleb Plant for the undisputed super middleweight championship. But the big surprise for tomorrow. The one, the only, Paul Heyman, the special counsel to the tribal chief, the head of the table, universal, the universal champion, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Heyman Hustle joins the walkway to Fight Club. I've never talked face-to-face -face with the great Paul Heyman. We do a lot of chatting via DM. <laughs> we finally get to talk face-to-face, -face, so that'll be pretty cool. That conversation happens in about two and a half hours. And that will be up for you guys first thing tomorrow morning. First thing tomorrow morning, the Heyman Hustle will join me. We got a lot to discuss. A big SmackDown show coming up this week, special show. On Fox, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. But thank you to, and I'm sitting here plugging away. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means a lot. It is definitely greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so, so much. It means more than you guys will ever know. So thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. All these great guests are for you guys. I'm working hard. I'm working double time to make sure you guys get the best that this business has to offer, and I promise, and I'm delivering. I'm like FedEx. I deliver every fucking day, and I do it for you guys. Don't forget, catch the podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, please subscribe and listen. Tell your friends, tell everyone you know, this is the premier podcast in all of combat sports. Just think of the lineup already. Jeff Jarrett, Sammy Guevara. The Heyman Hustle, Paul Heyman, Cowboy Cerrone, Drew McIntyre, Bushwhackers, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, all for you guys. All for you. Just think about that, guys. Think about it. Mwah! You can catch me on Twitter at SMuelhausenJR. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N. Also, follow the podcast on Twitter at Walkway Fight. Facebook, simple. Type in Walkway to Fight Club. Like and follow the page. And then also, the hits keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. Rate, review, download, subscribe, and listen to the podcast. It means a lot. This is Stephen Mielhausen, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Mwah. Peace.